Hello, family and friends. I'm here for day two with Pastor Brian Keesler, New Creation Church. A couple of them up in Michigan and love Michigan because I grew up in South Dakota, so I'm used to snow and cold. And you must love snow and cold to be in Michigan or just tolerate it. No, I do. I, I love all the seasons. And when I was younger, we had a whole lot more cold and snow, but okay. I, I love it for sure. Yeah, praise God. Well, sure good to have you with, thank with you, you, Pastor. Great to Father, be Father, we just thank you that uh, your presence is here today. Speak through us for your holy word. I thank you for lives being changed yes, and people coming to Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, Pastor, I know we talked in between sessions here about talking about you know, these end times that we're in and people coming to Jesus and you know, it's heavy on your heart and my heart, you know, that uh, there's a wide path to hell mm-hmm. and a narrow path to heaven. And uh, there's no alternate B, you know, it's through Jesus. And he said, we must be born again. And, you know, you might be going to warm up a church pew somewhere, but that will not get you to heaven. Just want to encourage you to listen today and have an open heart. You know, and I love Matthew ten thirty two that Jesus said, therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him will I also confess before my Father in heaven. And, and notice, it doesn't say confess any God, your favorite God. It's confessing Jesus before the Father. Amen. And that's an ongoing process. It's not a one-time prayer at an altar. It's an ongoing process and, and living for him. So, Pastor, I want to kick it over to you and just let you share from your heart about receiving Jesus. Amen. Well, you know, so often I think in, in the Christian world, we're trying to modify behavior in understanding that there are things the word of God tells us that we're, we're, we should not do. We should live right and talk right and act right and so on and so forth. But often when it comes to sharing our faith, I, I, at least this has been my experience, we get frustrated when people are not able to understand the importance of the things that we're trying to talk about. And so, of course, we are talking about eternity through Jesus Christ's sacrifice only. But, you know, before the behavioral modification comes, which comes through the process of discipleship, as uh, we were just saying, every day, a daily process, we have to understand that Satan has blinded the eyes of this world, that they cannot see the light of the gospel. And when, when we change the way that we think about that and our perspective, we would not ever be frustrated with someone who's visually impaired. They could not comprehend the beautiful picture that we were trying to explain to them and the vibrant colors. And so we have to understand and keep into mind that as we are coming and presenting the gospel and the love of God to them, we are dealing with the fact that Satan has blinded their eyes from seeing the light. And we believe that as we teach them and show them the word of God concerning their need for a savior, those blinders are being pulled off. And then finally, the light of the gospel is able to shine on them uh, and they'll be able to come. So I encourage you, if you're sharing your faith with friends and relatives, coworkers, neighbors, even strangers, do not get frustrated when they don't see it. Begin to pray that the Holy Spirit would turn the light on in their heart, that they would no longer be blind to the light of the gospel, but the Holy Spirit would turn the light on in their heart and they would see their need for a savior that they cannot save themselves, no matter how good they are, no matter how bad they are, there's still just one way to the Father and that is through the blood of Jesus Christ. Also pray that the Holy Spirit would prick their hearts. The Bible tells us that when Peter stood up, that those who heard him after he was filled with the Holy Spirit, they were cut in their heart. They were pricked in their heart. And they said, then what must we do to be saved? And of course, we know the great response of 
Pastor Peter, he said, you need to repent and you need to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to be saved from this wicked and perverse generation. And lastly, pray that the Holy Spirit would move on their will. You know, Jesus gives a story of the prodigal son. And what ends up happening in that story is as he looks around after squandering the inheritance that he was given from his father, he comes to himself, he realizes, and then he says something very powerful. And it's the volition of his own will. He said, I will go back to my father's house. And so I encourage you, those three things, pray that the Holy Spirit will turn the light on, that they'll see their need, pray that the Holy Spirit would prick their heart and they would be moved to say, I wanna move toward Jesus. And then of course, that he would move on their will, just like the prodigal son, that they would come to themselves and say, I will go back to my father. In Jesus' name, that's how we pray. And uh, we've seen it happen time and time again, that God will move on the, the obedience to uh, our willingness to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. He'll honor our prayer and our faith, and he will do those things. And we'll see people coming into the glorious light of the gospel and being born again. Amen. Amen. You know, Pastor Brian, I just was thinking about as you're going through that sharing, I love when Jesus, the story when Jesus was tempted of Satan mm -hmm. and started his ministry after that, basically. And he said two things, basically. The first thing he said was repent, mm -hmm. which means turn 180 degrees around from yes, sin or whatever you're doing. And then the second one is follow him. Amen. And, you know, sometimes it seems like people will do one or the other, but not both. Sure. And I think it's important. Maybe we could share it uh, for the last few minutes of our podcast here, just on your experience with helping people to, to be able to accomplish those two things. Amen. Yeah. Just, just the other day, I was actually thinking about the fact that uh, many in the body of Christ had called on the Lord as their Savior, but we've lost this connection. There's a disconnect between Savior and Lord. And in Jesus Christ, God did not just give us someone to believe in. Uh, he has given us someone to follow. You know, the word of God tells us that we should be imitators of God. We should act like he acts. We should think like he thinks. We should speak like he speaks, love like he loves. And of course, we can't do that in and of our own selves, but we can do those things by the person and power of the Holy Spirit, but the importance is we repent of our sin, we confess our need of a Savior, and then by the power of the Holy Spirit that's now living on the inside of us, we say, I will follow him all the days of my life. When in my life I had turned away from the Lord at a young age, I was in a church service, and you would have never thought in a million years that what would be the hook to bring me back into the net, as it were, was this simple song that I had sang so many times in my life in Sunday school, but I have decided to follow Jesus. Amen. If no one goes with me, I'm gonna follow. I will not turn back. There's no turning back. And it was in that song, that simple childlike song that I recognized this is my own relationship with God. I'm forging it now. And I'm not just gonna have someone that I believe in. I'm not allowing him to just save me, but I want him to be the Lord and the master and the ruler of my life. And by the help of the Holy Spirit, I will follow him. I told him that day, I'll follow you all of the days of my life. So help me God. Amen. Amen. Of course, you know, any of you out there struggling with how to do that, well, praise God, he is the word, right? Amen. So when we follow Jesus, we follow the word and 
We don't tear out certain pages that we don't understand or don't like. We take the correction along with the blessing, right? And obviously, yes. we love that we've been redeemed from the curse of the law, those Deuteronomy curses, right, at 28. But there's also a correction side, a holiness side of God. And yes. just encourage you to live out uh, both sides of, of that relationship with the Lord. But Amen. if you would, Pastor, just uh, anybody out there that doesn't know Jesus, if you would just please uh, say a prayer and how they would uh, turn their life to Jesus. Certainly. Well, the Bible tells us, again, through the Romans road, as it were, that we understand that all of us have sinned and all of us have fallen short of God's glory, his holiness, his majesty, his righteousness. The Bible says that every single one of us, because we have become sinners through Adam's fall, uh, we are going to earn a paycheck someday for that sin. The wages of our sin is death. But thank God the end of that is not a period after that statement. It says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Again, the book of Romans says that when we were without strength and without approach to God, God sent Jesus to die for us on the cross to become our sin for us, that we could become God's very own righteousness. Yes. And so with those things in mind, if you are listening to this podcast and you recognize that you do need a savior, that you have fallen short of God's holy standard, his righteousness, you do recognize that in your life, that that sin is going to create for you an eternal separation from God and judgment to the pit of hell, which will last just as long as heaven will last. And Jesus spoke of it in saying that the rich man in Luke 19 was in torment and in agony. That is our deserved punishment in Adam. But praise God, we have the last Adam, Jesus Christ, and so if we'll call on him knowing that we cannot save ourselves, but we turn to him, the Bible says that we believe that Jesus is the son of God. We believe that he died on the cross after living a perfect life. We believe that God made him to become our sin and then punished our sin in his body. By his wounds were healed, by his stripes and by his blood, we have an approach to God. And so the Bible then continues on in the book of Romans to say that if we believe that in our heart, then we need to say that out of our mouth. For with the heart we believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You might say, well, Pastor Brian, how do I do that? Well, I'm very glad that you asked. It's literally this easy. Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that he was born of a virgin and lived a perfect, blameless, holy life. I believe that he went to the cross because of my sin and the sin of the world. I believe there the love of God was poured out. The wrath of God was given to Jesus and there his body was destroyed because of my sin and because of the sin of the world. I believe that he's not on the cross any longer as some have believed. He's no longer on the cross, but he was buried in a borrowed tomb. And on the third day, according to the promise that God had given him, God raised him from the dead. He walked around on earth. Now he's been received into heaven and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Because I believe that now I confess that Jesus is not only the Savior, but he's my Savior. I receive his sacrifice for my sin. And I ask you, Jesus, to cleanse me and wash me from my sin. Make me brand new on the inside. 
Come and live on the inside of me. And may I walk with you all the days of my life. So help me, God, in Jesus' name. It's that simple. And if you've prayed that, reach out to us and let us know that you have. Uh, we love to rejoice with you that you've given your life to Jesus Amen. and you're on the path of following him for the rest of your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor, how would they contact you if they'd like to reach you at your church? Very well. You can email me at info at ncconline.com or you can find us on Facebook or ncconlinemi at Facebook. And of course, you can check our website out at ncconline.com. There's all kinds of information and ways to reach us that way. Praise God. Amen. And you can contact our ministry at celebratejesusministry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. Well, folks, we love you. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.